Welcome to 28ish. We're a podcast dedicated to making space for menstrual cycles, cyclical living, divine feminine power, and everything in between. We get into the details of periods, hormones, cycle tracking, feminine business prowess, and every other aspect of being a bleeding person. I'm your host, Carrie McKinnon. I'm a menstruality mentor and the CEM, Chief Executive Menstruator at 28ish. Be sure to check us out at 28ish.com to see our cycle tracking art and feel free to leave us a comment letting us know what cycle day you're on. Thanks for listening and remember, your cycle is more than your period. Hi, Megan. Hi, Carrie. Thank you so much for joining today. I'm very excited to have you on here. And the first thing I'll do is ask you to please introduce yourself to the listeners and tell us a little bit about the work that you do. Mm, Thank you. I'm really excited to be with you today as well. Yeah, so what to talk about? Who am I? Um, I think the you know, I like to shy away from labels and things, but if I had to sort of put myself under a umbrella, I usually call myself a cyclical living guide. And, you know, I do, I do a lot of, uh, a lot of multifaceted work, but it all sort of fits under that umbrella because that's sort of the framework that I'm seeing everything through. But the other multifaceted things that I do. I am a spiritual teacher and lead meditations. I have an online coven community group that uh, we do rituals and gatherings together. I am a tarot reader. um, And yeah, that's sort of like my, my favorite sort of work. And then, you know, a lot of my work is around doing menstrual cycle awareness and helping people track their cycle, charting their cycle, um, diving deeper into this womb wisdom. So I'm really excited to talk more in depth about all of that with you today. Okay. Thank you so much. Um, now you, you said the first thing that you would really, that brings all these things together for you is you would identify as a cyclical living guide right? Is that, yeah. Okay. So, um, can you dive into that a little bit more, this concept of cyclical living? What does that mean to you? How do you work with, um, women and people that bleed, uh, to help them kind of connect or reconnect, as I like to say, with their cyclical nature? Yeah. Oh, I love that, that reconnecting. Yeah. I love the idea of like remembering and then reclaiming. So it's all sort of that same energy, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so cyclical living, and I think for me, because it's so much a part of my own practice and my own understanding, so I have been charting my own cycle through menstrual cycle awareness for probably about the last six or seven years, and the the more that I practice and the more that I learn, the more that I see how much cyclical living um 
yeah, is woven into so many things throughout the entire universe. And so it's sort of become that, that framework and that foundation that I work from. And so inviting people into seeing those connections, you know, the, the two main ones I work with is the connection with our bodies and, you know, that hormonal cycle that comes in our menstrual cycle and all of the different, you know, energies that that brings throughout the different seasons and phases and then with the earth cycle and so working with the seasonal changes that happen um, and our connection to nature Um, and then a little bit with the lunar cycle as well but that's not that's not as strong of a practice for me but I do invite others you know people who don't bleed or um, people who are in menopause postmenopause to connect with that that idea because um yeah because I see us all if we are coming to these spaces of learning cyclical living and knowing that there are times for rest and there are times for action and having these energies ebb and flow um that is for all of us you know all of us on on the planet it's not just for those of us who do have cycles and who do bleed so right um, yeah. well so okay the, i've got i'm feeling called to ask you to to kind of explain mm-hmm. the basic premise of cyclical living for listeners that might not be aware mm-hmm. with it and then yeah. also how because in my opinion that the basic premise of what i understand cyclical living to be is a direct challenge to like modern societies, Mm, right? And the way that they're organized now and the expectations Mm -hmm. among um, bleeding people to show up the same way all the time. So if you could address Mm -hmm. that a little bit, what's the basic premise for you with cyclical living and how does that um, challenge the status quo (laughs) and how we've been raised and what we believe about ourselves? Yeah, definitely. So cyclical living, coming down to sort of like the practicalities of it. And for for people, you know, who have a menstrual cycle, really like charting along with the cycle and with the energies that shift and change throughout the cycle. And so I have a very simple practice that I do that I invite other people into that is just basically checking in physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually every day and finding sort of a a word or a phrase that describes those four areas of life and then seeing how that changes, you know, throughout the different phases of the cycle. Um, With that as a foundation then, learning how to live in alignment with where your energies are right so it's sort of like letting your letting your body lead you wherever the energy of your body is is guiding right so i see that is very challenging to the societies and cultures that many of us are in that are set up on systems of, you know, patriarchy and capitalism that are telling us, you know, like you said, that we should be showing up the same every day. We should be producing the same amount of energy every day. Um, that there's sort of like this hustle culture that we always have to be trying to go faster and stronger and better. Um, and letting the body lead with its cyclical energy looks very different 
um, to that linear way of always pushing, pushing, pushing. Yeah. Um, but seeing that the linear way is oftentimes guiding us and pushing us into states of burnout, stress, mm-hmm. um, anxiety, trauma, right? Yeah. And so then cyclical living is this way of opening up to um, seeing a, a way that we can live sustainably and a way that we can thrive in our lives. And I think like thinking about now where we are after, you know, almost two years, right? After the pandemic has been going on. And I think a lot of people have been reevaluating like what is important in my life. Absolutely, yeah. And realizing like, oh no, I want to live a life that is thriving in all areas and not just in my work, you know, or in the ways that I'm making money or things like that. And so I think people are, are ready and they are becoming aware of how this flowing cyclically um, might be beneficial for them in living the way they want to live now. Yeah. 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 That's, um, yeah, that's very, very important. Um, you know, you mentioned before, you know, this different kind of work that you do with, you know, you have a coven community and tarot and then like womb wisdom. Um, and I, I really, I do want to get into that. I have a very specific question, but before I ask you that, I would like you please to talk a little bit about womb wisdom. I love, I love this concept (laughs) and, Again, if you could explain that for our listeners, um, what womb wisdom is to you? Mm, yeah, thank you, Carrie. Uh, it's interesting because it's it's the title of like my main course that I run. Um, oh, there you go. <laughs> yep, that I'm actually getting ready to launch. That we're going to be meeting at the yeah. end of end of February to go through what I understand as womb wisdom, and um, I think it's this this process of learning the language of your body, of your womb, of your cycle. And like I said before, it's sort of that remembering, reconnecting, and reclaiming like that power that we can have. It's like this this inner power or like what the Red School calls the wild power, right? Mm-hmm. That um, we we have this ability to be deeply aligned and connected with our body and we can allow our womb to to guide us there and to be that language of how to how to live um again in those ways that are sustainable and thriving for us um yeah and i think just like for my own understanding because I said, I've been charting for many, many years. So I have all of these, you know, charts of my, of my cycle and just knowing all of the different facets of my life that understanding my, my cycle and my energy and how it flows has transformed the way my physical body, like just the way that I have been able to reduce my pain and my period pain that has been all from learning the language of my womb and what it's saying to me, right? And can you my, tell us a little bit more specifically about that? Are you comfortable sharing your about yeah, your journey with that? Definitely, yeah. So, um, I growing up, I had really terrible period pain from the very beginning, and um, to the point where I was, you know, vomiting, fainting. Um, possibly an undiagnosed endometriosis. Um, 
that I was experiencing, then I actually went on the, the pill, birth control pill for about 14 years, I was on it. And um, when I went off of it, the all the pain just came right back around and realizing how much distance I had gotten from my womb wisdom from my body during that time I was on the pill and so then it all just came flooding flooding back when Mm -hmm. I went off I think I was 29 um, when I went off of it again and so I allowed the pain then to invite me invite me in to a conversation And so when I would come into this pain, you know, I'd be on in the fetal position, sometimes like under the shower, like about ready to like pass out and faint. And I would just begin talking to my womb and begin asking like, what, what do you need? Um, You know, what are you asking? And just seeing where it led and just over the past, you know, few years since that has happened, I've my pain is now probably to about a, a two out of 10 um, okay. on the scale. It maybe lasts for like an hour um, on day one of my cycle. And it's just been through the things my womb has told me like, um, oh, you need to take a day off of work and rest. Oh, why don't you, why don't you try out taking this, you know, vitamin or supplement or seek out a person that can help you um, with herbs and things um, with that. And so different practices that I was guided to um, kind of synchronistically um, by talking and having this conversation with my womb. So that's sort of like I was uncovering this this wisdom that was in my cycle, that was in my womb, that guided me to take my period pain from like a 10 out of 10 to a two out of 10. Um, That's really, yeah, yeah. that's really special. Um, And it's, I like how you explain that because, you know, there, sometimes when you, when you talk about pain and the cycle and then the psycho spiritual Mm -hmm. side of it, and this like womb wisdom and the listening, people have, can have a tendency to jump to, well, th- this is medical. This is really like mm-hmm. medical. And um, I like what you're saying though, because it's like the womb wisdom can, it's not mutually exclusive from mm-hmm. seeking medical help for a very painful cycle. It's about mm-hmm. though that it's like in addition to. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or even rather the premise of, right? Like the, the, the central point. And then the, in addition to would be, if you do need to see a doctor or like have these medical interventions. Um, right. And then when you have, when you have this wisdom about your own body, how much more empowered you are when you go to the doctors and tell them what's going on. Um, and you have that voice and that power to share, like, this is my experience. And, um, I want you to take me seriously because a lot of times that doesn't happen for things like period pain. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, very important. So I mentioned earlier that I did have these like specific questions. Um, first of all, your coven community group, I really want to hear about that. <laughs> I'd love to hear yeah. about the way you work with tarot. Um, I'd love, yeah. If you could just like get witchy a little bit, take that permission <laughs> and, and, and yeah, explain to us like how, you know, um, paganism, witch work, what, whatever it is that you're doing, like how that connects to the cycle as well. I think that's important to kind of highlight. Yeah, I love that. 
um, because my my womb wisdom also led me into this deeper connection with the earth and uh it yeah it came from this learning that my body was cyclical and that it was moving in you know like the language of the inner seasons Mm -hmm. and so learning like these seasons of my body and then seeing how they were intersecting with the seasons of the earth and getting getting deeper into that um that language of of the earth and the plants and how they're all you know moving and flowing in in cycles and so it just like opened up this uh, world to me of of paganism, of druidry, of witchery, sort of that whole that whole side of thing, this eco spirituality that felt very, you know, aligned and connected to my own understanding of cyclical living with my menstrual cycle. I love um, it. So you had the menstrual yeah. cycle awareness first, mm-hmm. and then okay, and then it led you into. The, I love that. <laughs> yeah, and I've seen it both ways. I've seen sure. people be very connected with the earth, and then realize, oh, I have this cycle inside yeah. of me as well. Um, yeah. So it's this really beautiful connection that, um, yeah, that we have available for us. So does um, that mean? Hmm. Do you do like wheel of the year kind of work like that? Is that? Kind of what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah. So I, um, yeah, I went through a process where I also then did some um, decolonization work and looking into my own ancestors and, you know, being, being white um, and a settler in the United States. Like I wanted mm-hmm. to make sure I wasn't um, engaging in like cultural appropriation. And so looking yeah. at like what, what were my ancestors doing, you know, in Europe, um, mm. you know, in the pre-Christian what you, days? What did you <laughs> uncover, Megan? I want, I want to hear more about this seriously. And you said decolonization. Mm. I, you, mm. I need you to go deeper on this, please. This, this is very interesting. <laughs> mm, yeah. Um, yeah. So I think like, so I was, I was a Christian for a very long time okay. and um, I that's, that's probably a whole nother story, but I went through a whole process of deconstructing my faith from the patriarchy of Christianity. Um, and that was a whole, whole process. And that's actually what led me to, um, my womb wisdom from that deconstructing process. Um, and then I was sort of like left with, what do I do now? Like, I don't really have, I don't really, I, I've always been a very spiritual person. And so I was, you know, very strongly connected to the Christian faith when I was a part of it. And then I deconstructed it and I left the Christian faith and I was like, what do I do now? And, you know, I did take some twists and turns, you know, I did um, yoga for a while, you know, being here in India. And um, I did that for a while. And then I got married to an Indian and started realizing all of the problems of cultural appropriation and, Mm. you know, me being a white person and, um, yeah, being a teacher of yoga and that might not be the best thing, um, to do. And we need to be empowering people of those cultures to, um, share their practices in the way that you know only they can right yeah and so then I was here like what where where do I go and so I was like let's 
let's look at my own, my own ancestors. Let's look at my own family tree and what yeah. is there. And so did I just started. Did you get a DNA test? <laughs> I did get a DNA test. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then what kind of journey um, did that lead you on? Yeah, I got the DNA test. I started, you know, doing my whole family tree. I found some of my ancestors actually came um, on the Mayflower. And so I have like these, these deep roots of, um, you know, this colonizing history um, um, into America. And so, yeah, trying to like, unravel all of that. And coming back to a place um, where I felt connected to this this world and this earth in a way that felt authentic to who to who I am that was doing the least amount of harm that I could to others um, led me then to my ancestors are mainly from England, Scotland, Ireland, and Germany. Um, And so, you know, these strong druid and pagan histories in the Mm -hmm. pre-Christian times. And yeah, that then opened up this this world of connection to the earth that was like I already know this because I'm connected to my my inner seasons of my cycle yeah and so it was just like this beautiful merging of the two um that yeah it sort of like happened in two separate avenues and then they just came together and it just clicked and it was like yes this is this is it (laughs) this is me Um, Oh, thank you so much for deep diving and explaining that. Mm, Yeah, definitely. (laughs) I I do appreciate it. And I certainly understand it. And I think it's, um, I think it's riveting and I think it's very important. So yeah, thank you. Um, So I'm still getting to that very specific question (laughs) about (laughs) this. So here, here, here goes, I'll try to, I'll try to verbalize this for you. So I often in my own um, practice feel that there are like it's multi-layered right and this is kind of mm-hmm. what this whole thing what we've been discussing here in the work that you do it's multi-layered work it's not yeah. only the um, kind of psycho-spiritual approach for me I'll speak for myself there, there is the psycho-spiritual approach which is probably like a guiding light for me but also like I've gone down a deep dive of learning about hormones you know the hormonal cycle mm-hmm. as well and kind of so this like medical side of it. Um, but then you start layering in these other things, like you mentioned the external, like the earth seasons, I've heard them refer, you know, our earth seasons, um, <clears throat> the wheel of the year, kind of the, um, the more witchy celebrating of the marking of the seasons as well. Um, astrologically, what's happening with the planets, lunar, what's happening with the moon, <laughs> what's happening for your own sun sign and moon sign. And so all these, uh, layering of it and sometimes and I'm like gosh someone needs to like and I'm sure many people have done this they probably exist like a a planner or a calendar that takes it all into Mm -hmm. account right this is this is what cycle day I'm on this is what season we're in this is where the moon is right and yeah but for me whenever I try to get that granular and go into it it feels really overwhelming like I don't Mm -hmm. I'm not sure how to connect like my cycle day with the moon phase with the seasons with this with that what what's your reaction to that (laughs) 
Yeah. I mean, just as you were saying it, it does feel, you know, overwhelming because there's a lot, there's a lot of intersections there. Yeah. And I think that's why I said in the beginning, I, I myself feel the most drawn to the menstrual cycle and the earthly cycle. And so that's sort of like where, where I feel at home. And then if the other, you know, astrological, um, you know, or the physical side comes in, then, you know, I'll explore that for like certain specific things I'm looking for, but it's not sort of like the foundation. My foundation is the menstrual cycle and the earthly cycle. And that's sort of what, you know, I shared, I have this coven um, community, it's called the Sacred Cycles Coven. And that's what I'm inviting people into that space, because we follow along the seasons of the year and the wheel of the year, But every time we are in that season, we're looking at what's happening in the menstrual cycle during that season. So like right now, this this cycle we are in for what we're in the month of February now. Mm -hmm. And so we are working on that crossover between winter to spring. And so we just celebrated Imbolc, which is the Celtic festival of the crossover from winter to spring. And so we're looking at what's happening in the menstrual cycle during winter to spring and how is that mirrored in the earthly cycle outside. And so we're sort of like walking along those two. So everybody in the coven is getting this deeper understanding of their menstrual cycle by following along with the earthly seasons. I love it. And then, so I get that, that's very clear. How does that map on, like, let's say like right now I'm in inner summer. So how does that Mm -hmm. work, right? How do those concepts work together? We're working on the the external season of this crossover from uh, winter to spring. And yet in your cycle, you're in inner summer. Can you walk me through that? Yeah, and I think that's kind of like two two practices that then are informing one another, right? So like I have my my daily cycle check-in practice that I do every morning, part of my morning ritual. And, you know, I'm going through the seasons much more quickly than the earth is. And um, that's sort of like my, my daily rooting grounding um, practices. Whereas the earthly seasonal practices I'm really marking it every every about six months as we're marking it with the wheel of the year. And so it's it's more like there the earthly season is an overarching, um, slower, gentler turning. Yeah. And then the my menstrual cycle awareness practice is sort of like the daily rooting, rooting down into. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then like within, within the coven, like the resources that I create for all of these different seasons, like they're always available. So if you're in your summer, you can go to the resource section for the summer and like, see if there is a meditation or an embodied practice or something that will help you connect to that time of your menstrual cycle. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm feeling called to ask you about something um, mm-hmm. that I didn't believe would I haven't thought about this coming up in our conversation but I am feeling called to ask you about crossover days and how mm. you approach those <laughs> and maybe because you're talking about these you know the um the the marking of the seasonal change and then we have our own crossover days and just mm. for our listeners um crossover days are for as you're working through your inner seasons um the day where you are shifting from one season to another and sometimes my experience is that they can be quite turbulent, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. like, and, and when I'm really uh, paying attention, I, um, 
yeah, I give myself a break on a crossover day because the energy to me is like quite unpredictable and like not always the smoothest transition. And that could just be me as a person, like the person that I am and how I deal with transition. Um, that might be more informed by that than anything else. But what do you, what do you think about crossover days for the menstrual cycle? And yeah, I, I love some of them and I dislike others. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I'm day nine of my cycle today and my most difficult crossover is from winter to spring. Mm. Um, so that's this cycle. It was on day five. Um, I had a really, really difficult day five, day six, um, this cycle. Mm -hmm. And, and I think it depends on which seasonal energies really you like feel at home and like, which ones are mm. the most uncomfortable, at least for me, that's true. Like I, I feel really at home in my autumn and my winter. Mm -hmm. So I, one of my favorite points of the cycle is my crossover from summer to autumn. Mm. Cause it's, it's almost like, oh, I'm coming back home now. Very I'm coming right. back, coming Very back to right. this place where I feel at home. Yeah. And well, then. Do you think that mirrors though, the, the crossover, like the, the natural seasons, earth seasons, mm. and those, mm. those experiences, because I'm realizing hearing you and, and the way I framed that question that I'm defining crossover days by difficulty, by level mm. of difficulty mm. that I experience from one seasonal yeah. transition to another. Yeah. However, earth seasons, I don't have that difficulty with that crossover, probably because it's happening a lot slower as well, but. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think something I, something I shared a few months ago with, with my community group which really like took me, took me aback. I hadn't thought about this before was that the earthly seasons, the way that we see them and understand them, it's like a, a tree would never really, um, especially thinking about like the winter, right? When a tree transitions into winter, one that sheds its leaves like in the autumn and it comes to this resting state in the winter, it like never questions it and it like never pushes through it. You know, it's just sort of like this accepted way of this is how it is. And it's sort of like, um, just, yeah, I think just that accepting of it. I see like just the earth accepting and adapting to all of these transitions that it goes through throughout the year. And I think for us, especially because we are surrounded in, again, this culture that is not cyclical minded, that is very linear, that we are trying to fit ourselves into experiencing our inner seasons in different ways, instead of adapting and allowing them to be and flow as they would naturally for us mm -hmm. if that makes that makes sense yeah no absolutely mm -hmm. absolutely that's a, that's a very good antidote <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that yeah that like just returning to the awareness of the like mm -hmm. external factors that are shaping how we approach this work actually mm -hmm. it's like yeah. it's like that daily never-ending <laughs> practice yes yeah. A, yeah okay um one of the things I'd also like to uh, to get into just a little bit deeper with you is the um, how you work with tarot and the cycle mm -hmm. 
and the seasons. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, so I use tarot mainly to connect with my intuitive guidance. And so I use, I use tarot, I call myself an intuitive tarot reader. Mm -hmm. So I don't, you know, I don't just look off the, off the books and how other people have described it. I really use it to engage my own intuition for my own personal readings or when I'm reading for other people, um, what's coming, coming through from, from their intuitive side as well. Mm. And so I do have some, some practices that I do, like usually the very beginning of my cycle, I always will pull four cards for my inner seasons mm. as an intuitive guide for, you know, what to look out for, what to, you know, what's oh. going to support me in that season, what's going to challenge me, whatever. Um, so using that as sort of like a, a guidance for the beginning of every cycle. And then I, I use it for a lot of times for those challenging days okay. in my, in my cycle and sort of to, to uncover a deeper layer of like what might be going on that I'm not aware of right now. Cause that's sort of like tarot is this archetypal, you know, journey and has all these archetypal stories in the different cards. And it helps, it helps us see things that are within or within our shadow, within our, you know, what our inner critic is telling us all of these different layers that we're not, we're not aware of that we're not seeing. And so when you pull a card, it can spark that awareness. It can spark that intuition to say, this is what's going on. So if I come to a challenging part of my cycle, I'm like, oh, I think I need to pull a card because I can't really, mm. can't really grasp what's going on here. Yeah. And so I, pu I pull a card just to see, um, you know, what's, what's this challenge I'm feeling um, going on here in my cycle. Um, yeah. And, you know, then I, I create I create tarot spreads for all of the inner seasons and for oh. the for the earthly wheel of the year festival sort of like connecting to those energies and helping nice. helping people yeah dive dive a layer deeper into those things that they might not be aware of and might not be able to see just um, on the surface so oh that's beautiful do you post those anywhere online or is that in your coven community group yeah i I do create them all the time for my coven community and I post them occasionally on Instagram, although I'm weaning myself off of Instagram. Um, I spend, I spend most of my time on uh, insight timer at the moment. And um, I oh. do, I, I do tarot readings on insight timer. Um, insight timer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll look into that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. Mm. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for that. We'll look for you. Um, and what I'd love to do is, you know, in our, especially if Instagram is not like a, a, a place that you're really wanting to be right now, um, I can put in there the information for people to connect with you on Insight Timer mm -hmm. and anywhere yeah. else that your, your website, for example. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You mentioned before that you're launching a course um, called Womb Wisdom. Can you yeah. just tell mm -hmm. us like, if you'd like to kind of what, uh, what, what kind of an experience that would be for a listener if they're feeling called to work with you? Yeah, so Womb Wisdom is like my, my signature course. It's sort of like 
everything I've learned throughout the past six, seven years put into one course. And we, the next session, we do it live twice a year. And our next session will be here at the end of February. I think the 23rd is our first call, February 23rd. And we walk through uh, four different modules. So we go through um, the physical landscape of the womb. So learning, you know, the hormonal makeup, what's happening physically, the cycle in the nervous system, all of that's all of that stuff. Then we go through the energetics, talking about the inner seasons, looking at, um, you know, those different initiatory journeys uh, energetically. Then we go through a spiritual module where we're connecting deeper into, you know, the the inner winter specifically and what's happening um, during that time when you're coming into connecting to your divine self. And then we have a integration module um, at the end where we're learning how to be cyclical beings in this linear world and how to take this womb wisdom and um, allow it to support us in having a sustainable life uh, in our everyday lives. And so then yeah, it's, it'll be eight weeks. It'll be an eight week long journey together. And we'll have five, five different calls together where we'll discuss what is going on in those modules and creating um, ritual and um, connection and community with one another through, through that journey. So, yeah. Mm. Wonderful. Thank you so much for explaining that. And thank you for your yeah. time today, Megan. I really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. And um, what a beautiful conversation. Thank you, Carrie. It was lovely being with you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to our episode. If you're still listening, please don't hesitate to leave us a comment or to write us at 28ish. You can go to at 28ish.com to get our contact details and let us know what part of menstrual cycle awareness and cyclical living you would like us to address on this podcast. Thanks for your support. Thanks for subscribing and downloading. We appreciate you. Talk to you next time.